Welcome to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast, your space to find empowerment and wisdom on your journey. We talk about it all, sacred women's wisdom, empowered entrepreneurship, and everything you never learned about your body in one inspiring space. I'm your host, Cassandra Wilder. Let's dive in. Welcome back, my friends, to the Goddess Ceremony Podcast. My name is Cassandra. Thank you so much for being here this week. So real talk, I've got the sniffles this week, so if you can't tell, my voice sounds a little bit different. So I'm doing my best to rest. Um, I'm not doing so good at that, but I'm trying. Um, So my partner is here again to join me, not only to spice it up this week, but also so that I don't have to talk as much. Um, So yeah. (laughs) After our last episode, we had lots of people ask about how to strengthen relationships. And so whether you're in a long-term partnership and you're looking to cultivate more connection or come back to your roots of why you fell in love with that person, or if you're manifesting the partner of your dreams and you're simply wanting some ideas or inspiration, things that you can be working towards, then I think this episode will be fun for you. I got so many messages from all of you after our last podcast episode together, and if you didn't listen to it, it was called Dating the Menstruation Queen, Interviewing My Partner, and we had so much fun. Did you have fun? Oh my goodness. It was amazing. I wasn't uh, wasn't really sure how it was going to go. And it was your big radio debut. Yeah. Well, podcast debut. One day we'll make it to the big leagues, make it to the radio. This is the big leagues. (laughs) That's true. Jeez. So, you know... I wasn't really sure how it would go, but uh, I'm glad everyone liked it. I'm glad, you know, we didn't get booed or anything, so that's nice. <laughs> that you know of. That I know of, yeah. So there was like one star somewhere, right? Oh, no, don't manifest that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we got lots of requests for him to come back. A lot of you submitted good questions about relationships, so we might get to some of those. But honestly, today is more laid back as we share our top tools to strengthen your relationship and what we feel like has allowed us to really create a balanced, healthy, epic... Epic is right. Epic is right. (laughs) Relationship. (laughs) So like last time, it'll be fun, informal, probably really funny. Lots of giggling, mostly from me. (laughs) Okay, then. (laughs) So... We've had such an amazing time these last few months together. If you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen random pictures of us traveling around in his van. We went to, where did we go? Well, uh, the first time or the second time? We went to Zion. We went to Zion National Park, and then we went to Bryce Canyon, Mm -hmm. which is just a short jaunt from there. Um, And then the, the second time, we went up to one of your favorite places... Jackson, Wyoming. Right. It was beautiful. Um, heading up there, looking at all the wildflowers, um, lots of people traveling, but it was it was incredible. And we got to finally go to Yellowstone. That was a first for yep, both of us. For both of us. I never I've never been to Yellowstone. What I kind of uh, Americans are we? <laughs> right. I don't know. Anymore it seems kinda common. You talk to people. A lot of people I've talked to is like, Yeah, I've never been. Really? Yeah. Well, if you've never been then know that we understand you. Yeah. <laughs> Took us a a couple decades to get to it. Yeah, a little bit time. Yeah. So we had so much fun. We've been exploring more around where we live. I mean, we've had just an amazing couple months, right? Oh, absolutely. It's been an opportunity for us to kind of, you know, build, build upon what we already have. That's, that's epic and (laughs) kind of get more in touch with each other and spend more time, quality time away from, you know, busy life and work and just like, living in a city it Mm -hmm. it's been incredible just to get away and just be with each other yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 
So I think in our last episode, you said um, that our relationship is, is going downhill. Is that still how you <laughs> I feel? don't know that those were my words. I would like to see the transcript. <laughs> you said something to the effect of it's all downhill from here. Oh, I don't know about that. I, I don't recall. <laughs> I don't. Well, hopefully that means that things are doing well then. Um, and we've got some exciting news. We're moving in together. Yeah, coming up here pretty quick. Uh, found a beautiful, beautiful place. Very picturesque. Very uh, Thomas Kincaid, I think. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's very cottagey. Ah, okay. <laughs> very cottagey. What, what did we call it? The, uh, the Hansel and Gretel house. The Hansel and Gretel house. And it lives up to its name. Beautiful and just kind of merging two lives. And, you know, it's, it's going to be an adventure. I'm really looking forward to it. Are you worried you're going to get sick of me? Not even a little bit. Are you sure? I'm positive. <laughs> I mean, I do work from home, so I'm like always there. No, that's, that's fine. You can kick me out whenever. <laughs> you can be like, go to work. Like, all right. Bye. <laughs> that's good what are you most excited for in living together oh that is a great question i think it's going to be the downtime Mm -hmm. you know because both of us are also very busy with our different jobs and just trying to you know just trying to make the most out of life and getting out and adventuring and working so i'm really looking forward to the downtimes like the times just sitting at home on the couch maybe you know watching some netflix or reading or just being together Mm -hmm. just talking because do that quite a bit we do and when we share some of our favorite tools and things that have really helped us build this relationship that's truly a dream to mm. me uh, we might just touch on communication and why just that's that's so important yeah yeah is there anything else you're excited for uh breakfasts <laughs> oh you make the best breakfast so oh. i'm really excited for that Given work starts early for me, so... I ain't going to be up at 5 a.m., I'll tell you that. (laughs) No, that's all right. But, you know, the days off and the breakfast and just being able to have just like these wonderful meals and just the times together to sit and relax and enjoy each other's company, like absolutely my favorite things. And you've been very kind to um, become a father to 100 and something plants um, and a cat. So And one, and one Beanicus. <laughs> His name is Bean. Beanicus Maximus Meridius. His name is Bean. <laughs> but okay, we can go there. <laughs> Always know him as Beanicus. <laughs> that's only when you're mad at him. Yep, that's true. And use his middle name. <laughs> that you made up, so. Mm-hmm. Well, so... A big question we got from our last episode was, what are the the ways in which to strengthen a relationship? Or when you're moving into, say, a new relationship, how can we do that with as much intention as possible, right? Mm -hmm. You and I were talking about this before we started recording, but when I think back to many of my relationships, I think there was a lot of inherent, uh, what would be the good word here, friction Mm -hmm. or like an underlying tension in the air Um, and so things like communication were very hard and things like um, not blaming each other but rather Mm. seeking to be part of solutions that those were not always inherently there right yeah and so if someone listening to this feels like well in my relationship these things aren't possible or they aren't happening we hope that you can hear all of this support and feedback and simply be able to take this with a grain of salt Mm -hmm. and be able to make the best decision for you, obviously, relationships are complex. Oh, yeah. And no one fully has it figured out. Pe- yeah, people are messy. And so relationships, by extension, they're going to be messy. 
Exactly. We've all got our childhood traumas and our, mm-hmm. you know, interesting beliefs. And yeah, we all come from a complex background. And so then you try and merge that with another human being. And yeah. well, sometimes it works and sometimes not so much. Yeah. Well, the way I kind of see it is when you're when you're working on a relationship, when you start out, always begin with the end in mind. Right. Mm. And so that that kind of set us up for you know, really, really good relationship in that we kind of knew what we wanted going in and we were looking for those things in each other. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, we, we wanted a lot of the same things. I think that's such a powerful point. I mean, this is a bit of a tangent, but having that clarity, I think, is so valuable because if you don't know what you're looking for, how will you know when you found it, mm-hmm. right? At least when I was dating maybe in my earlier 20s, I didn't know what I wanted. I didn't know what a good relationship was. And mm-hmm. so I was just I settled a lot for Mm. what I thought was mediocre. Yeah. So we both definitely had a lot of clarity coming into this, which Mm -hmm. is why we were both like, oh. Oh, this is what it should be like. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Wasted some time. Oh, no. (laughs) There were many lessons before. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. There were a lot of lessons to be learned, and we wouldn't be the, the people that we are now without that. It's so true. I mean, we almost met a number of times yeah. Over the years. And it's possible we've been in the same room as one another yeah, before. Yeah, turns out. <laughs> and yet, you know, it's easy to say, well, I wish I could have met you sooner. But at least on my side, I know I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have as much emotional intelligence nor awareness of self if I didn't have some interesting relationships in the <laughs> meantime to teach me some really good lessons. Right. Yeah. So we came up with six really important tools to have a i'm going to just say epic relationship since yeah, that might seems, as well just keep going with that seems to be the theme yeah, works today so what is the first tool that you think is really essential to a healthy relationship so this is one that we talked about when we we first met you know we discussed you know what are some what are some important things in a relationship if we wanted to continue this if we wanted to date each other what are some of these key pillars and the top of my list is communication you know without a doubt good strong honest communication and why do you think most relationships struggle in that area because most of mine it was not open communication and you felt like you had to walk on eggshells and you didn't want to offend them or Mm -hmm. for them to take things the wrong way yeah so i think i mean there's a lot to unpack with communication i mean volumes have been written on the topic and you know you've courses and in, in study that just follow that but i think for relationships specifically um, you see there's a lot of fear with communication you're afraid to speak your mind you're afraid to express yourself fully and then there's also unmet expectations i mean th- those are two things that i see frequently i don't know what about you i agree Well, I'm curious, when you think of really optimal communication, what does that actually look like in practice? Optimal communication, it's not just saying what you're feeling, but also hearing the other person. I mean, communication is two-way. I think we forget that. Mm -hmm. We're like, hear me and hear my issues. Right. And just receive it. And don't give me your feedback. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It it would be kind of like writing a letter. If communication was just one way, you, you send that information out. You don't know how it's received. You don't know anything about how the person's going to respond. You just have that information going out there. And it, it makes us really unique as, you know, as people being able to talk with somebody and get them to understand what we're saying and get them to feel something based off of 
you know, just words and ideas. So what, my friend, my love, makes you <laughs> think that our communication has been really good? Or what has allowed us to have good success with this? Because I'm amazed at the depth in, of our conversations and even when things, quotes are like not going as planned, we don't get angry, we don't overreact, we just communicate. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it is, is also some introspection in, you know, what am I feeling here? Why do I feel that? And then being able to, you know, just openly talk about it. And so we have a really good um, style of communication where we never react, we never, um, you know, fly off the handle for anything. We listen to each other, we hear each other out, and we kind of just respond after we figured out what's going on. And, and we'll talk about that a little bit more, you know, later. But with with us, there's no fear of being honest mm. or anything because we know that it, it doesn't matter what's said. Um, we it doesn't matter um, kind of the content. It's all about hey, we still love each other, and this is something that we need to talk about. This is something that we need to work through. Or it's, um, it's just something that's on my mind and I'd like to talk about. We really are so good at that. Mm. I've never experienced that before you. Yeah, there's just no fear. So it's, it's wonderful. You mean I could say anything to you? Anything. Ooh. <laughs> Careful. <laughs> <laughs> so along communication, the second thing that we feel like has been so beneficial for our epic relationship mm -hmm is we do a weekly check-in. And we mentioned this briefly in our first episode together, but every single week we sit down together and we go over, is it three points or four? There's four points. So we ask, well, first we share what we appreciate about each yep, other. So that's our first point so that sends the appreciation. That sets the foundation for us to say, this is what I really love about you. This is what I respect about you. That's always so sweet. Mm. I, I really look forward to it every week. And always new stuff. Mm. There's always something new. I've always I yeah. found that fascinating because you know you're you talk with other people and you're just like I mean man this is this is tough to think about some positives about this person and then with uh, with a good relationship you you're always finding new things. You're always finding new things to appreciate, and not only that, you're always looking for things to appreciate. So true. Yeah. So we talk about what we appreciate about each other. Then we ask how we think the relationship is going. So that opens mm -hmm. up the space for us to share, you know, if there's anything going on. The third one is, is there anything that bothered you this last week or something that I could do better? Right. And that's really powerful too, because that way, if there's been anything that wasn't fully resolved, mm -hmm. we address it. Yeah. So our goal is to not have something that in five years is like, well, by the way, I've secretly been harboring this, this thing right, and I don't right. like you anymore. Yeah. So we'll give you all an update in five years. <laughs> Hopefully our experiment works. Mm. Um, and then lastly, we ask, is there anything I can do to support you? Right. And that's always a really beautiful one as well, where mm -hmm. we genuinely have that opportunity to say, this is what I could use more support in. And I think we were together like, geez, six weeks or two months. We weren't very far in. And somehow it had come up about me writing my book. Yeah. And you had said, well, what can I do to support you in that? And I just kind of haphazardly said, well, I really want a big whiteboard because that would help me yeah. get what's in my brain out of my brain mm -hmm. and like into something I can work with. 
And so what do you do? You go to Home Depot and you buy the flipping largest piece of whiteboard. <laughs> it's like eight feet long, literally. Yeah. And you cut it in half. So it's like four by four or something. Well, it wouldn't fit through the door otherwise. Oh so kind of had to. Yeah. Well, it's like literally the two biggest whiteboards you could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. And you drove up here to my house, brought them, stuck them way up in my loft, which that was a thing. Yeah, that was fun. And... All because of one little thing I said in passing. And again, I was like, who is this? Yeah. Well, it's, it was important to you. It was something you wanted to do. And, and I had the capacity to help. So why not? I'm just still in awe, frankly. You can pick your job. It's fine. <laughs> it is up. Jeez. <laughs> okay. So what is the next tool that you think makes for an epic relationship? So I think... This is one that, that I haven't had in the past relationships. Um, it, it's absolutely putting the other person first. And instead of focusing on yourself and how can this relationship benefit me, it's kind of what we talked about that last thing is how can I support the other person? How can I put the other person first? So that's one thing that I, I think is one of the pillars of a good relationship is focusing on the other person, taking care of yourself, but also focusing on them. You know, it becomes a gray area because we, and I teach this as well, to take care of yourself mm -hmm. so that you can give from a full cup, you know, rather than giving and giving and giving until you have nothing left. Yeah. So it is kind of a gray area, but, you know, we don't want to go into the codependency. We don't want to mm -hmm. give until there's nothing left. Right. But there is, I think, a fine line where we're taking care of ourselves and also thinking, how can I make this person's life a little easier today? Yeah, I think it's important. You you have to take care of yourself because otherwise you're not going to be able to take care of another person. You're not going to have the energy or everything you do is going to be kind of, you know, tainted by, you know, that exhaustion, maybe some resentment because you're putting so much effort into the other person and you don't want that. So you do have to make sure that you're mentally and physically healthy, um, emotionally as well. And then from that outflow, take care of the other person. But I think it's having the mindset of, what can I do? How can I take care of them? How can I make their life better, easier? How can I show them that I love them? Exactly. This reminds me so much of one of my favorite relationship books I've ever read, which is called It Takes One to Tango. So mm. it really demystifies the idea of it doesn't have to be two people that want to fix a relationship. Rather, the more we show up in the relationship, it potentially does have the power to transform a relationship as long as there's not some like deeper levels of like addiction or abuse or, yeah. or something more unhealthy. But I remember reading that in my early twenties thinking, no way, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, like there's no way that just by showing up to a relationship more that could make an entire relationship thrive. But with you, I, I actually finally understand it. Yeah. I think that's absolutely true. You can, if you're willing to put in the energy and to see something succeed and you're showing up in that, it can make a world of difference, not only in relationships, but other things as well. But, you know, for relationships, very clearly, you show up, you care for the other person, you're willing to put the effort in, you're willing to get off your phone and, mm -hmm. you know, focus in, then it makes a world of difference. And it's well worth whatever, you know, menial sacrifice you have to make, you know, be getting mm -hmm. off Twitter for just a little bit. You can't get off Twitter, <laughs> says the person with no, with no Twitter, for the record. Yeah, yeah or me, so. But, but not the Twitter. But not. <laughs> nope, got to gotta get them tweets. 
I, I 100% agree. And it is really refreshing to be in a relationship where I feel so inspired by you where, you know, when I know you're coming home from work, mm -hmm. I get excited. I'm like, ooh, it would mean a lot probably if he came home and dinner was already almost ready. Mm. Or we have been hiding love notes for each other. Yes. And you've gotten pretty ninja. Oh, it's, it's going to get better. Just you wait. So pretty much any time we're leaving each other, whether for work or just to go to our separate houses right now, Inevitably, there's a note somewhere. Somewhere. And man, you've gotten crafty. Oh, just wait. Let's see. You put one in my iPad. It took me like three days to find. Yeah, I was a little worried about that one. <laughs> you put a few like under my pillow that I found uh -huh. getting into bed. You put one on my car handle. So I went out there one morning and mm -hmm. grabbed a note. Yeah, went to open the car and like you felt something under the handle. And I was like, is this a ticket or? <laughs> 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 oh, no. <laughs> Yeah. So I love that. That's a natural quality for us to just give. Yeah. I think also in that putting the other person forward, you, you realize what their love language is. If, I mean, if you haven't, if you haven't read, um, what, seven love languages? Five. five love I don't languages? know. At least last I checked, there were five. Maybe there's seven now. I don't know. So if you haven't read love languages, it's a phenomenal book. Um, Realizing what your love language is, how you best receive, how you best give affection, and then for your partner, mm -hmm. you know, how do they give, how do they receive love and affection, and how can you best show them that you love them? Well, you just, you just skipping right ahead into the next one, so, <laughs> so we'll just go there. But our next one was, yeah, to have an epic relationship, you have to keep the romance alive. And I think love language does play into that because, mm -hmm. yeah, how does someone receive love? Um, for example, I'm trying to think of like one that's like the lowest on my list, like maybe acts of service, like taking out my garbage or something. Like mm -hmm. that would be sweet, but I wouldn't be like, wow, it's just <laughs> the love of my life. So if you didn't know someone's love language, then yeah, it's possible that that love that you're trying to give so earnestly isn't landing. Mm. And um, I think it was on our second date. We were like, hey, what's your love language? Yeah. Yeah. We talked about it pretty early on because it, it's important. It is. And I don't know if you ever talked about it in previous relationships, but I had previously and words of affirmation is one of my top ones. Mm -hmm. And that often wasn't met in previous relationships mm. where I think they felt like that was a challenge for them to offer love in that way. And I think the relationship suffered yeah. because of that. Yeah, just that, you know, missing that authenticity and being able to, uh, you know, openly express, you know, how you feel. It's, you know, a lot of people struggle with that. And I understand it, but I think, you know, if the other person has that love language, you got to strive towards that. You got to make these things. So you talked about the love notes. Like I am by no means a poet. Or, um, you are actually. Or very eloquent with you my words. You just didn't know it. <laughs> ha, 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 ha. <laughs> so with that, you know, I felt that that was something that, that you would like, that you would love to see. And so I made an effort. How did you know? Well, I think... Actually, I think I was the first one to, to start the notes, wasn't I? Um, was the first one when we went to Zion? Yeah, it and was you, the card. Oh, my gosh. Y'all, I just have to tell a story really quick. So we're in Zion. It's like our first multiple day overnight trip together. We're like in love, but like also like, but you it know. It was very new, yeah. It was new, but we were totally smitten. And we were at like a, 
a visitor center and I was doing something on my computer or something on my phone. Anyway, you're like, oh, I'm going to go into the visitor center. So you leave and you're gone for like 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. And so finally, I'm like, what is this issue? And so I crawl into the back of the van and on the table that whole time, there was a card with my name on it. And at first Mm -hmm. I was like, am I supposed? supposed to open this or what it's addressed to you did he leave it out on accident (laughs) (laughs) and so i open it and it's like the most beautiful heartfelt card ever essentially saying that you know i'm the one Mm -hmm. um that you think we're soulmates and that we were always destined to find each other it was beautiful so i'm sitting in this van by myself like bawling because it's so beautiful and i'm like where is he because i want (laughs) to hug him and kiss him uh, that like that is romance. How do you imagine coming back to that and you're just like just tears, like oh no, I said something wrong. Yeah, well, good thing I wasn't ugly crying. <laughs> and like I'm just gonna leave again. It was very cute. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it, but yeah. Um, from then, I kind of just had a feeling that you would like that. You know, you would like having not only those words, but having that gift and something that you could look at. So. You're the best. Thank you. It's not even remotely true, but I'm glad tis, you like it. Tis, <laughs> And then with romance, intimacy becomes a thing. Yeah. What would you say to that, fine sir? You'd have to be a lot more specific because <laughs> intimacy covers such a broad range. Okay, okay. Well, as a man, how does sex play into feeling content in a relationship? Ooh, that's, uh, that's a deep dive right there. <laughs> I know. I did that on purpose. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that. I'm a blind side there. So I would say with the relationship intimacy, I think a lot of people, um, as men especially, focus on the sexual aspect of a relationship way too highly. Hmm. To the point where they're just like, I need it. I have to have it. It's, you know. Wait, you don't need it? I thought you thought you had to have it to live. <laughs> yeah. Or else you'll die. You'll keel over one day. I heard. No. With with intimacy, I think it's important because it, it brings the relationship closer. It brings, mm-hmm. it brings you closer together. So instead of it being, you know, 100% outpouring, you have to reach, you know, X amount of, you know, emotional state to you know, to feel like that or, or to be intimate, it is, it's something that brings you together. It's something that connects you. So maybe not necessarily the thing that binds you together, but the thing that keeps the passion alive. Absolutely. I think, I think it's an outward expression of an inward feeling. Mm. Absolutely. It's, it's a, yeah, pretty important. (laughs) I would agree. (laughs) Anything else you'd like to share? I mean, there's tons of things. But... I know, I know. We need a whole episode on sex, don't we? Actually, if you want a whole episode on intimacy and the basic needs of those with feminine qualities versus masculine qualities, it's fascinating to understand how things like foreplay and understanding each other's, yeah, kind of, they say like red lights and green lights in the bedroom yeah. really play into a healthy relationship. So if you if you want red light, green light... <laughs> podcast that's yeah then send me a dm on instagram at menstruation queen and let me know yeah okay well the next one that we talked about you've already touched on it is reflecting before responding in a disagreement so rather than immediately getting caught up in a blame game or yelling or i don't know throwing a mug or i don't know something really what something very hollywood i'm trying to think of something really dramatic Mm -hmm. um how do you feel that we respond? 
So if we ever have, and, and should be noted, we haven't had like an actual full-on argument. Not because we don't have disagreements, but it's because we, we do this. We right. take that moment or mm-hmm. an hour or whatever mm-hmm. to reflect yeah. and then respond. Yeah. So if one or both of us have an issue or something sparks something, and a lot of the time it's, you know, past wounds or, you know, something from past yep. experiences that kind of get triggered in the relationship. And, you know, you feel bad, you feel hurt, you feel upset for whatever reason, and you feel like, you know, reacting, yelling, throwing things, whatever you feel like, I mean, not us, but whatever you feel like doing, you get this kind of knee-jerk reaction about, well, I need to do something about this because I'm, I'm not happy with it. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing that, we, or at least for me, I recognize those feelings I look at them and go, okay, well, why am I feeling this? What, what happened to make me feel this way? And should I feel this way? Is this justified or is this not? Mm-hmm. And then being able to dive down a little bit. So going through all this, it's, it's not like an immediate thing. It, it takes a little bit of effort and it takes sometimes just stepping away a little bit and go, hey, I need to look at myself. I need to figure out what I'm upset with not lying to you or saying I'm not upset because that doesn't help anything being like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. I don't know why. Give me a minute. I'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And then taking a step back, figuring it out. And then after you figured it out, whether it is something that you think is justified or you, or something that, you know, okay, maybe this is, you know, a wound from a previous relationship or past experience that I need to work on, being able to come back and, talk about that and say, okay, I figured out what it is. Mm -hmm. This is what it is. Can you help me in that? Yes. I think you mentioned so something so key there. And that is that so often it is like a remnant of a past relationship. Mm -hmm. And at least I can think of an instance on my side and on your side where we got really sad or upset about something. And then both of us independently were like, ah, this is nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. This is a wound from an old relationship. This is me like preparing for the, the wound, mm-hmm. but it's not here. Right. There's just something that remotely triggers it. And so if you were to, you know, if in that moment we just quickly reacted and we're like, you're the worst and you are this, this, and this, and you never do this or you always do this, right? right. Those are like uh, what nails in the coffin maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but rather, because we're able to take a moment to reflect, we can see that it has nothing to do with each other. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, being able to take that step back is, it's really important to, to maintain that healthy, you know, condition in being that, yeah, we're all people, we're going to feel certain things, we're going to have these emotions bubble up, that's just part of being human. But understanding if these are constructive or destructive feelings, and then be able to go from there. You're so wise. (laughs) No. And good looking. Well... (laughs) And what, my love, is the last tool or the last uh, thing that we thought makes for an epic relationship? So this is one that, uh, at least in my experience, I've talked to people and they say is, is probably one of the things they struggle with the most is they don't feel like they can be themselves. They feel like they have to live up to the expectations of the other person or they feel like they have to be the certain person that somebody's looking for. You think about it like, 
you know, people who are creating dating profiles, you go online, look at quote unquote tips for doing these like, okay, well, you know, people are looking for X, Y, and Z. So Mm. you need to exude that and you need to kind of, you know, put that out there so they're going to find you. Um, I don't think that's necessarily true. Like if you're going to do that, you're going to attract a certain type of person, but also you're not going to be happy. You know, you can't be yourself. You feel like you're being stifled and when that person starts to bleed out, you know, there might be some reactions of like, oh, this isn't who I thought you were. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, so true. Do you think we're authentic with each other? Probably a little too authentic. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, off off air. We're kind of goofy. Yeah. I was laughing before we clicked record that we should have had a... Um, a camera rolling so I could post like a <laughs> no. mistake reel to YouTube nope. because you were like stretching your jaw to get ready. What? I was doing my exercises. Uh, mm. Good to know. I better start <laughs> implementing those. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely very silly together. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people mentioned that in the episode. I can't tell you how many of my clients were like, so Cassandra, listen to the episode. Y'all are pretty cute. Um, all the giggling and um, that's just that's just how it is. Yeah, it's actually quite a bit more when we're not on not on mic because you know cutting each other off and making jokes and I mean mostly appropriate ones, but um, that is not true. That's not true. You're pretty inappropriate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I think it's very it's very important to be authentic, be who you are for the other person. Because I think that's going to bring out more of who they are. I think that's true for both of us. You showing me your goofy side and, you know, me? more more of who you are. Because a lot of people know you as like the, the professional and, you know, through your Instagram handle. And, you know, a lot of people know you that way. But I know you completely different. And I think I do I, an okay job of merging those. Come on I, now. I find it absolutely adorable. I'm so in love with it. So <laughs> I, I think you doing that has brought out a lot of like me. You've kind of made it okay for me to be myself. Mm. And I love all the weirdness that you exude. There's more. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> Buck stops here. No more weirdness. No more. Sorry. <laughs> Go back. Mm. So, I, yeah, I think authentic, being authentic is very, very important. Mm-hmm. And we seem to be very good at that. Right. Yeah, although it was, a, it was a little bit scary the first time when we were going out and traveling and, you know, like, oh, no, she's going to be with me in a car for, what, 12 hours as we drive around. I can't keep my weirdness <laughs> under, un, capped up for that long. You know, you haven't admitted this to me yet. <laughs> oh, so what were you worried about revealing? Mostly just like, you know, the terrible singing. It's not terrible, first of all. It's terrible. It's not. I actually love it. So, you know, I like all the classic rock stuff. And, you know, I'm not much into like the rap or the hip hop, but but you are. So, okay. I just, (laughs) I don't even have a response to that. Nope. Checkmate. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. What is there anything else you would say to someone that is in a relationship right now and maybe honestly feels like things are are kind of challenging? It's been a hard year. I think mm-hmm. this year especially has like made or broke relationships. Some mm-hmm. people are coming out of this strong. 
But I think most people are noticing where the cracks in their relationships are. So what would you say to someone that is listening to this and frankly is like, I am not sure my partner and I can survive this? I think it's engaging. You need to engage with the other person. Um, We went on a date um, to a really nice restaurant. And at one point there was a, a little bit of a lull in the conversation. And we looked up. And everyone, everyone in the restaurant, all these couples, all these friends, everyone was on their phone. And everyone. It was weird. Even the waiter. Yeah, actually. <laughs> I mean, probably not while they're walking, but yeah, they're just like sitting there back by like the busing table and they're just like on their phones. Like everybody was on their phones. No one was engaging with each other. And so I think it's, I think it's crucial to, to take the time, make the effort, engage and I I see this with a lot of friends and I see this with a lot of guys who instead of taking the time out of their day they decide hey I'm gonna go play video games I'm gonna go get on my phone I'm gonna go do something that's mindless instead of put in some effort put in some um, you know some emotional time here and just focus on the other person Sit down, talk, rub their feet, give them a back rub. Mm. Just, I don't know, make out for a little bit. God, just... But can we talk about how making out is such medicine? We can. <laughs> Will that be in our intimacy one? Red light, green light. Red light, green light. There you go. So, again, it brings you closer together. Mm-hmm. You know, just taking that time, shutting the TV off. Or sometimes it's it's nice to turn on Netflix and, you know... Find a show that you can both make fun of or, you know, comment on. We never do that. No, I'm far too highbrow for that. (laughs) But, you know, or talk about or have something in common that you, you know, you can come to each other and talk about. I understand, you know, with with the pandemic and everyone being on lockdown, it gets more difficult. You're constantly together. You're constantly, what, in each other's spaces. And it wears on you. It grates on you. Mm Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of that goes away if you sit down and you just focus on that person. A lot of those misunderstandings, a lot of those, you know, pent up feelings will just kind of melt away. You said that so eloquently. You should write a book. (laughs) I got a whiteboard you can use. Oh, yeah? Really? (laughs) Well, must have been a strapping young lad who Uh, put it up there for you. He was hot. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. And anything you would say in closing to people that are looking for their dream partnership and are not sure if what they want is really even a thing? Long pause. <laughs> okay, so I would say that it absolutely is a, a thing. There's, there's no such thing as, you know, a, a failed relationship, but it does take two people to work on things and two people who are growing and working on themselves and willing to work on the relationship. Um, you know, kind of like a kind of like a puddle that just kind of sits there, mm. you know, with, without running water. It just kind of stinks, you know. This is so metaphorical. <laughs> Stag- stagnant water stinks, all right? Does it? Stagnant people stink too. Mm. <clears throat> so it's deep. It is well, no. <laughs> kind of like a kind of like a shallow puddle. <laughs> so with that, you know, I it is possible, but it does take a little bit of work. Yeah. But the work is fun and it's rewarding. Mm. Um, you know, I've 
I've been talking to a lot of people and I've been um, trying to encourage and engage people. Um, and, and one of the things that I've been trying to do is, is work more one-on-one -on -one with some people. So I've, I've been getting more into the realm of coaching and working with people on the relationship issues, specifically men working mm -hmm. on the issues related to intimacy or related to their relationships or why do they feel distant? Why do they feel exhausted by talking about these things? How mm -hmm. can they connect with someone better? Um, so, so that's one thing that I'm, that I'm doing currently is working with people and trying to help them succeed in these relationships and to build something that lasts and something that's authentic. Mm. And you are so good at it. So when you turn on your coaching hats and I have an issue, you're like, duh, 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 and you ask these amazing pointed questions and you are an exceptional coach, my love. So if you're interested or if your partner is needing some, some amazing masculine support, or if you as a couple are looking for support here in our next episode, we'll have some more details about that. But if you're excited and want to be the first person to know, send me a message on Instagram at menstruation queen. I think that's all we got today. That was yeah, a lot. Until the next time. Part three? Part, yeah, that's part two, part three. So now you're just in. We have a trilogy. <laughs> Do you like this trilogies? is not Lord of the Rings. Oh, man, come on. <laughs> just one time. No, I God. can't. I can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, have, I have, there's boundaries. <laughs> Fine. I'll just go crawl, crawl in a dark hole, watch Lord of the Rings. Okay. Not unlike Gollum. All right, this is getting weird. So <laughs> we will see you next time, my friends. Thank you for tuning in. And if you gained something from this episode, please share it on Instagram. I'm doing a September giveaway. So all you have to do is reshare or repost that you're listening to the Goddess Ceremony podcast, post it on Instagram and tag me in your Instagram stories. Uh, I'll go through everyone at the end of September and one person will win a free V-steaming kit. So I'll mail it straight to you and you'll have this beautiful healing tool to support you on your journey. So I apply for that. No, I put in for it. Nope. Come on. <laughs> we'll see you next time. My friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Beautiful friend. Please share the love with a five-star review, text the episode to a friend and connect with me on Instagram at goddess ceremony until next time. <laughs>